everybody. Welcome to the Candlelight Conversations podcast. I feel very fortunate today. I have a special guest with me to talk a little bit about authenticity and vulnerability. Today's guest is someone who I met about two years ago at St. Joe's. Um, I actually met him because I thought he looked like Alesso, one of my favorite DJs. So I walked up to him and I told him that. And then uh, who knew from there on out that he would be uh, a facilitator for one of my service trips, um, one of my closest friends from St. Joe's, and uh, someone who I really look up to and admire. So I feel fortunate to be joined today by Frank Bruno. Frank, how you doing, man? Hey, Nathan. I'm doing great. Hey, really appreciate this opportunity and uh, super grateful to be here with you and to have a little bit of a chance to dive deeper into some some topics. And uh, yeah, appreciate your, your platform and all that you've been doing. So uh, very excited to be on here um, and to spend some time with you today. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, I had to take a little bit of break from listening to Kygo's new album and I wanted to uh, talk with you and just talk a little bit more about literally stuff that we talk about on an everyday basis you know authenticity vulnerability being open about your feelings and and really sharing who you are and um, I think that's something that we both agree is very important Um, and you know I think when I talk about my approach to being open is you know being open with yourself recognizing your feelings and being aware of them I think that today I think that you know it's interesting when you see people that you feel like I'm supposed to suppress my feelings or I'm supposed to not share how I'm feeling. And I think that ultimately we've both experienced that that can have some pretty adverse effects. Absolutely, man. And um, I think now in our society, especially the world we're living in today more than ever, um, to, to be able to get in touch with your inner self and to sort of recognize, you know, when you're when you're truly not doing OK is uh actually something that takes a lot of strength but is is so necessary i think and um sometimes as a as a society we've kind of deemed it okay okay as people um to sort of put up a shield or a mask um and um naturally not want to let people in but i think there's uh, something to be said and takes a lot of bravery and strength to sort of um have that you know opportunity and ability to create sometimes more difficult conversation um with others but also just getting to that point of recognizing, hey, this is something that's been bothering me and um, taking that route or sort of way to approach that is, uh, is something that's admirable. So um, I think these topics are really important. Definitely uh, looking forward to jumping a little bit deeper into them with you. Yeah, man. I think what you said there when you talk about those conversations can be difficult and it can be difficult to let people in. When I was at different stages in my, in my career and, and I think specifically back to when I was a sophomore, Um, and I was in counseling for some different things that I was struggling with. And one of the things that, that my therapist had told me to do was maybe start sharing some of these things that you feel with other people, because I had had a lot of these things pent up where maybe I would share with my mom or my therapist or someone behind closed doors. Um, but other than that, I felt, you know, I got to keep this stuff to myself, but she said, maybe try sharing with a close friend. And, and, and seeing the reaction you get. And it's, and it's crazy because when you actually do start opening up on some of these things that you're feeling, whether you know, you're feeling sad or you're feeling anxious or you're feeling good or whatever, like you start sharing how you're authentically feeling with other people. And it's incredible the reception that you get from that. And really, I mean, I think that that's the only way that I've been able to form true deep bonds with people and I think that the conversations can be difficult at first but as you kind of 
get used to doing that and you're like look this is me like take it or leave it i think that i have found a lot of value in that absolutely and i think something that you mentioned that i would uh want to jump a little bit deeper into as well as just um having that kind of strong support system around you um i think sometimes uh, more often than not, we actually think we can we can sort of um, figure things out on our own, and I think that's sort of a natural method to you know recognizing oh you know even though I'm not okay right now I'll get through it and I'm going to be able to figure things out. I think when you're able to tap into sort of um, whether it's family members, close friends, sort of creating spaces to have those um, conversations, we actually are able to recognize our own interconnectedness in being human. And I think, um, sometimes even people that maybe you haven't gotten to a certain depth with before, I know speaking from my experience, um, in college, particularly, I wasn't typically someone that, you know, really put myself out there in a way and, and wanted to, to talk about those deeper things. And I think, um, through learned experiences, man, I found so much benefit in, uh, creating those, those spaces because we actually recognize that, oh, so-and-so, you know, a friend, family member is struggling with something very similar as myself. And we're able to see how we're connected just as human beings in that sense. So creating that, you know, space and, and to have that support system is so important. I agree completely. Yeah. And I think that it does take, like you said, it takes a lot of courage to, to take that first step to get help. I, I always think back to um, my sophomore year at St. Joe's whenever um, it was the spring semester. I had just been getting over, you know, a, a tough uh, end of a relationship. I had just had knee surgery and mentally I was not in a good place. And I went back to school and, you know, I actually considered taking the semester off to just rest and recover mentally and physically. And uh, it was a point where I really wasn't eating well, wasn't sleeping well. And I decided at that point I knew I needed help and I knew I needed help pretty fast or, you know, this thing could spiral out of control even more than it already had. And, you know, it, it takes strength to do that and to admit that with yourself. But I think that it's incredibly important. And like you said, too, about when you do start sharing some of these things, you recognize how interconnected we are um, and that, it, you know, you might be anxious over this and you just so happen to open up and share that with a friend. And it's like they're like, oh, yeah, me, too. And it's like you wouldn't realize that if you, you know, keep trying to put on a facade and acting like, okay, everything's perfect. Everything's okay. You know, when you, you take a step back, you know, a lot of us have some of the same struggles that we don't even realize. And I agree with you too, as well. The support system is imperative. I have to believe that I have one of the best support systems that I could ever ask for. And I think that it makes it a lot easier for me to, you know, open up and say, Hey, you know, xyz whoever this is something i'm struggling with and i know that there's somebody that's going to be there for me and i think that that has been um really important for me and i think that you know this concept gets interesting when we talk about social media um which is something that obviously when you look at candlelight conversations what i'm trying to do is you know opening up a little bit more about thoughts and feelings deeper conversations that don't often take place online and trying to use them as a launch pad for those, you know, more authentic connections in real life. But, you know, some people might look at that, you know, and say, I'm weaker or not as tough or whatever. Um, because I, I admit how I feel. And I know that you share similar philosophies on social media, you know, so I was curious to hear some of your take on that. 
Sure. Um, well, absolutely, man. I think I think the platform sort of um, and your mission and vision of Candlelight Conversations in itself speaks volumes. But um, I think just the two of us um, speaking as as men too. Uh, we in the world we live in today, I think there's a lot of kind of stigma stereotype around um, men and, and emotions and vulnerability. And sometimes, like you said, um, you know, kind of being able to show your vulnerable side is uh sometimes seen as weak and i'd actually argue um the opposite i think it actually shows a lot of strength and um i too am someone on social media that um maybe post a a little bit some things that aren't necessarily um you know in the norm of i do kind of post things at at great depth and i am very in touch with you know emotions and and just being real with myself and i think one of my goals in doing that is i want you know, people that follow me, whether it's friends, peers, I want them to see that, you know, being able to, to talk about your feelings and to be able to um, be honest with yourself and with others is, is really important. And um, that's why I think, too, with Candlelight Conversations, um, what you've been trying to get at is, is something in our world today that I think we need now more than ever is, is um, men particularly who are okay with being like this is this is something that is important to recognize and you know maybe for so long you've been trained to put up sort of a a barricade of you know i'm not going to let anyone in or i i don't need to let people know when i'm struggling um but i've you know we talked about suppressing earlier um it could actually do a lot more harm than good and um for myself speaking from experience uh growing up i suppressed a lot and whether it was you know family things um, that were going on or, or struggling academically in school with relationships. I think I was often a person to um, kind of say, you know, I'll, I'll be okay and put my real issues to the side. And honestly, that that only did more harm than good. And I think um, you spoke about social media now more than ever. And I think even you take into consideration the, uh, the quarantine and, and the current circumstances that we're living in today, um, this has really allowed us some time to, to slow down. And I think it's sort of been a blessing in disguise if you look at it. Um, we live such busy lives full with so many different things, um, whether it's school, work, um, family, relationships, you name it. I think this time has actually given us a moment to be able to take a deep breath and kind of get in touch with our inner selves, which is what we were speaking about earlier. You know, whether it's through, you know, journaling, art, prayer, having those intentional conversations with a friend, we're actually for the first time, I think um, some of us are really being able to tap into those creative outlets and, and recognizing, hey, I have a free hour or two. I have more time in my day than I typically normally would. How can I, you know, better um, utilize that and, and work towards creating something that I can carve out into knowing that I'm going to have this 30 minutes to an hour in the long run, man. So um, I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. And uh, those are a couple of my thoughts uh, surrounding that. Yeah, for sure, man. And I love that. And I think, you know, what you said about trying to be with the norm and you look at okay so what do what does society define as the norm for a male on social media talking about putting on a strong image um this image that nothing bothers them um and i think that ultimately you know that's just a a a facade they're they're it's not reality and i think that by trying to break that down i think that i've always liked your posts and i believe that it's it's important to share how you feel and i also think as you said during this time this first time to really be still and to really reflect on who we are and i think it's it's i've seen a positive change in social media where people are trying to lift other people up because it's not 
okay, I'm bragging about this vacation that I'm going on. Nobody's going on vacation. Or I'm bragging about this party I'm at. Nobody's going to parties, I hope. Um, and so I think that I have seen some positive changes, and I think that's great. And, and I hope that it continues, and I hope that it, some of these things last because you talk about, okay, I'm in a routine for quarantine. So what happens when things open up? You know, I don't know if I'll have time to do as much meditating, reading, journaling, writing, uh, and all these different things. So I'm interested to see how these routines kind of stick. And I think that one thing that that's something that always comes to my head when we talk about vulnerability, not necessarily online, but just in, in relationships and, and everywhere you go, how do you find that balance? Because I think that there's a, 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 a key difference between sharing how you feel, sharing your emotions, sharing your thoughts, and then you'll get into some scenarios where, you know, someone may pour their heart out and tell you their entire life story, their deepest, darkest secrets, um, and, and stuff that's really, really close to the chest. And I think vulnerability gets somewhat of a bad name from that, where it's like, oh, well, I don't have to share everything with someone. And so, you know, I'm curious your take on that as far as kind of finding the balance between sharing enough, but then not overbearing uh, the other person. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, and in, in even you mentioning vulnerability, I think that kind of plays into, um, we were speaking about just authenticity in itself. Um, and I think um, finding that balance is, is incredibly important, right? Because um, I think back to myself and my personal experiences growing up, um, you know, I wasn't, I think I've learned a lot in the last couple of years, particularly, but um, I wasn't really a person that, you know, would normally engage in deeper intentional conversations with people. I think um, sort of I found retreat spaces for myself in college as a time, you know, where I could really take a step back and maybe have a, a more deeper intentional conversation with someone, something that I, you know, wasn't really typically used to, but I think, um, I'll speak on, on my job actually, in, in particular, um, these last two years sort of working as a campus minister, I believe has taught me a great deal about, um, authenticity and kind of finding that balance. And like you spoke earlier, um, I really appreciate our relationship, um, because, you're someone that I can honestly talk to about really anything, but particularly, you know, whether it's a new album, um, whether it's reminiscing on a, on a funny memory, um, we're able to, to kind of be surface level and human and, and um, share that in itself, but also we're able to, to kind of cross that line and get to a, a different level, which is something I really appreciate about this relationship. And I think, honestly, just reading sort of um, the room, reading, you know, time and place, if, if someone seems that, you know, there's something going on, um, I think often I, something I really appreciate is having those people to, to really ask me those questions. And, and sometimes um, it's difficult to be able to put yourself out there and, and to, to ask someone maybe a question that they don't typically get asked. Um, but I think sometimes it's actually, um, it's it does a lot of good in, in giving that person space that they might not typically have. Um, and I think talking about authenticity like myself i've so desperately and, and and wanted to create spaces of connection with just simply other human beings and in my job the last two years and to be able to get to a certain depth with students i found was so powerful and i found even myself talking to students about things that even my some of my good friends and, and family members i weren't really talking to them about and i think there's just something to be said about um you know human connection in that sense but i think very much so finding that balance of, okay, this seems like a good time to get to this level, but also maybe today I'm going to, you know, we're going to talk about something more surface level and being, being okay with that too. 
Yeah, I think that 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 concept of reading the room is super important. Um, And I think it's really interesting to see how relationships evolve too and and they hit deeper levels. Like there might be someone that I've sat next to in class for half a semester and then, you know, towards the back end of the semester, you start talking about different things. You're not necessarily talking about the notes or the class and you're like, wow, I have that much more in common with this person than I ever thought. But it's not like you're going to show up the first day and dive right into those conversations. And I think that that's something that finding that balance is definitely an important practice. Another thing that I thought was interesting when you talk about uh, being a male on social media and being a vulnerable male, you look at really simple things that society would tell you about the image of a male. This morning I was reading something so simple. It says that compassion is considered a feminine trait, literally having sympathy, caring for others, has a a tie to being feminine I'm not really sure the word that I could say about that other than it seems maybe sad to me I think that for me being nice to people being kind just being positive being whatever is just part of my being I never have once really tied it to being masculine or feminine I've met plenty of uh plenty of not compassionate girls. Um, and so I, I don't know about you, but that, that was something that, that struck me. And I think when you look at some of those other traits that, you know, along with compassion that, that are sometimes classified as being more feminine, that just was something that, that interests me. So I was curious to hear your take on that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate you bringing that up. And I, I think I would kind of um, think that the root of this honestly is, is sort of a systemic issue in the sense that, um, you know, I think, you shared just sort of trying to be, you know, being a nice person and, and just wanting genuinely the best for other people and being authentic to yourself and who you are and, and you know, conveying that to others, I think is, is something really beautiful and important and, and powerful. Um, and I think the world we live in today, sometimes, you know, uh, people can often mistake someone, um, you know, that comes across as, as a really nice person, um, as, as sad as this is to say. I think sometimes people are trained to, to question, okay, you know, what does this person want from me? Or is this person, um, you know, trying to take advantage of me in this sense? And um, when naturally someone just genuinely desires to, for example, get to know you or to, to have a deeper conversation. And um, I think, yeah, it, it goes back to sort of males in society. Um, and I think we, um, as a human, just species need to do better of, you know, not judging others. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, for myself, I, I sit here as a, a male and I have, you know, long hair, I have earrings and um, certain piercings. And I don't think that those um, things make me any less of a man. And I think um, there's sometimes people that I think are still stuck in these beliefs of, you know, um, or I'm going to judge someone off of off of their appearance. And, um, you know, if a guy has longer hair, it must mean he's a little bit more, a little bit soft or a little bit more feminine or in, in touch with himself. And I've never believed that, but I think um, just being able to be like honest with yourself and vulnerable um, speaks volumes. And, and um, I think one thing that I've really tried to, to uh, convey towards whether it's students or, or just talking to people who have asked me for advice is, you know, you're truly allowed and uh, to be the most authentic genuine version of yourself in this world and um whether it's external pressures maybe you feel like are preventing you from from being that um i think there are ways to try to you know jump over those hurdles and and get to that point where you really want to be and i think for myself speaking from experience it took me a really long time to to get over that hurdle and to recognize hey i'm truly coming into my own right now and, and being okay with that and i think as i continue to grow each day i'm learning more and more about myself but 
I do not think that, you know, the way you talk about appearance, you talk about um, social media and things that people are putting out there. I think if you're genuinely going into each day with the desire of this is who I am, I want to better know myself. And in, in, in that sense, I'm going to post this or I'm going to speak on, you know, hey, I'm struggling with anxiety and depression. And, um, you know, I want to put something out there about that because I feel like it's it's powerful to, to do so. Um, I think we should stop shaming people for being honest with themselves and and um, actually empowering them in that in that regard. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that, you know, how I approach each day is literally I mean, I wake up in the morning, I got a laundry list of things to do, but how I approach how I am is this is who I am take it or leave it and and I think that that for me I kind of adopted that my sophomore year and I realized that the connections and friendships that I was making were much more authentic than any other way um, and I think another thing that you said that I thought was interesting is too when you talk about a male being nice to people you know whether it's guys or girls and particularly girls I've noticed when you have a genuine desire to get to know someone and and immediately something that may go through their head is oh does he want something from me oh is there alternative intent it's like I've obviously you know I've ran into some problems in that capacity but it's like no I just thought you were cool like I just wanted to get to know you it wasn't anything more than that and and I think that that's something that I've definitely found interesting I was curious to hear your take yeah absolutely um I think you know there's there's really not much to do um besides you know I, I think I continue to want to empower people to, you know, let them know that, yes, it's it's okay. If you want to, you know, for example, ask that person to grab coffee, you know, like don't feel the hesitancy in doing that um, because, you know, we, we talk about rejection in society and I think I'm someone naturally as, as a more of a shy person, I sort of struggle getting to that level of, oh, hey, like I think this person is, is you know, really cool and I have something that I could learn from them and, you know, I want to create a space where we can grab coffee or grab food or something. Um, I think more often than not in my life, I've been, you know, sort of put my own feelings on the back burner and, and recognize, oh, well, you know, if that person's interested, like it'll be, it'll be mutual. Um, but sometimes, you know, you need to take that step and uh, that first step and have the courage in doing so, because I think a lot of beautiful relationships um, and conversations can be created by that person um, just sort of expressing, you know, Hey, I desire to get to know you. And whether it's a student, you know, a professor, um, uh, someone that you look up to, a colleague, to be able to to create that space with them, I think is is something that they more often than not would actually really appreciate because um, I think we're all in this time that we're living in craving, you know, human connection and just being able to better understand um, other human beings and also recognizing kind of as I was speaking to earlier how we all are ultimately connected. Um, so yeah, I that's that's kind of my mentality around that. So I think more often than not, if you're able to gather up the courage and you know ask this person, you know, hey, let's uh, let's go grab food or let's do this. Um, more often than not, it really really does pay off. Yeah, I agree completely. I I definitely held back a lot, uh, and I have held back before a lot on that. But I out of fear, kind of for how it would be received by if I was literally like, hey, I just think you're a cool person. Nothing necessarily more. Like I just thought it'd be cool to talk. Um, and I think that we've talked a ton about being authentic and being vulnerable and being open with yourself. And I think that people will look and say, okay, maybe this is a risk. This is tough to do. And they might say, you know, I don't have the confidence or I'm not that comfortable with myself. Um, and, and I was curious if you could give 
any tips or, or any thoughts to people who might say, you know what, it's, it really is a risk to put myself out there like that. What, what would you tell them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think what I would say is, you know, um, to as difficult as it is, you know, kind of lean into that uncomfortability. And I think, um, speaking from, from my experience, you know, as, as I've grown up and, um, kind of, you know, my post-grad college years, um, having the opportunity to go abroad and to live into, live in a different country, um, getting back, you know, moving to Philadelphia, which is a place that I, you know, knew nothing about essentially in, in, um, getting a job at St. Joe's university. Those were kind of a lot of uncertainties and, and things that I had have had to lean into the unknown and kind of put my faith in, in God and, you know, recognize that, Hey, I don't have this all figured out, but, um, this is an opportunity I feel like would allow me to grow. Um, and I, and I said yes to it, you know, and I think that's something I would, I would tell people to kind of, you know, continue. If you have an opportunity to do something that you maybe have never done before, whether it's traveling to a place you've never been or whether it's, you know, um, you know, going out of the country, um, but it could be a life experience too. It could be, you know, you just, got a job in a, in a place you've never been, you know, say, say yes to those, um, unknowns, because I think more often than not, um, you're going to, you're going to learn something inevitably, but I think you'll, you'll truly allow yourself, um, the freedom and, and liberty of growing in that sense too, because for myself growing up, it was not easy for me to, to sort of get to a certain depth and really acknowledge, you know, at times how I was feeling. So I think the advice that I would want to, uh, um, that I would give to others is, you know, kind of from my experience you know say yes as early as you can um to that kind of unknown maybe there's someone watching this that's uh you know going to be venturing into college next year and you're going to be experiencing a lot of you know unknowns and in, in new experiences you know say yes to joining that club or to uh, going on that retreat you know there's there's no harm in, in doing so and i think not only does it take a lot of courage but um you're gonna in the end look back and say wow this really taught me a or this really taught me b and that's something uh that's something powerful Oh, definitely. I think that when I started, I kind of held back a lot my freshman year of school. And then midway through my sophomore year, I kind of started putting myself out there more, saying yes, like you said, to more things. And the amount of fulfillment that came from that point on is honestly difficult to put into words. But I think that it's important. And it's taught me most of these lessons, which we really just talked about. Um, And I think this has been a phenomenal conversation. I think back to when we met two years ago man who would have ever thought that we would get to this point and we would go to bluefield west virginia and have some of the the best times the best conversations the best music um together and dude i mean i can't thank you enough for coming on and for talking this is literally just a simple conversation like we would have every day i just thought that it was something that people could benefit from and i can't thank you enough man no, absolutely, Nathan. I mean, thank you for the opportunity too, uh, to have had a chance to share a little bit about, you know, what authenticity, vulnerability means to me and kind of applying it to, to the world that we live in today. I mean, you're someone, um, I really cherish our relationship and, um, you know, you teach me so much just in the conversations that we have too. So, you know, if someone's out there listening and, and was able to get something from something that I said, um, that in itself is, uh, is a win right there. So, I mean, I appreciate your time and, and just allowing me this opportunity to kind of get on here and, and share a little bit with you. Definitely. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. How can, if people hear this and they want to reach out to you or they want to talk to you, how can people find you on Instagram? 
Yeah, sure. My uh, my username is Frank uh, with two Ks, B-R-U-N-O. Um, so my name, Frank Bruno. But um, I can also be reached via email, um, frankbruno at gmail.com. And that has two Ks as well. Great. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you're somebody that uh, I feel like I wish more people could get to know because I think that they can benefit a lot. And uh, while I'm obviously incredibly excited for you to head out to California, I'll certainly miss seeing you on campus all the time, but I, uh, I can't wait to visit. And I think that everything that we shared today was important. And I think that it's something that my philosophy with candlelight conversations is always if one person can benefit from something that I said or that you said or something that's shared, then for me it's a success. And so I'm quite confident that anyone that hears this will certainly be able to benefit. And one of the things that I always like to do is to end a podcast with something for someone to be able to walk away with and implement. And I guess my suggestion for the week or for whatever after you hear this would be try and open up a deeper conversation, something that's maybe something that's a little bit closer to the chest. Obviously now it may be a Zoom call or it may be a text or something that you're not used to opening up about and with a friend or with a family member or something like that and see how it goes and see how their reaction is and see how the connection can be formed. And I think that this is something that if you give it a shot, I'd love to hear about it as well. So feel free to share it on candlelightconversations.com slash podcasts. And you can go to episode four and you can leave a comment. You can also leave a comment on Instagram, instagram.com slash candlelightconvos or on Facebook, facebook.com candlelightconversations. Um, and I'm always open to texts, emails, whatever. I'd love to hear what you guys thought of this one. And this was incredibly special for me to make the first guest outside of my family. Frank, man, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hey, Nathan. Thank you, man.